0: Welcome to the ScriptBits Podcast for Saturday, 20th August, 2022. Our bit today comes from Psalm 139, verse 23, which says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. Saturday, O oh blessed Saturday, where we can laze about and do as we want. No alarm clocks, no running to the babysitter or daycare with the children, and then facing the constant traffic jams that have become a normal part of today's commute to work. No wonder we love Saturday. And with all of that to do five days a week, it's not surprising that so many of us are tired and worn out physically, emotionally, and spiritually. However, not all of us can sleep in on Saturdays. The old fella here still has to be up and about the Lord's business, figuring out something to say about the quotes that our friend Anselm sent us this past week as he aspires to inspire us for a better tomorrow. Ah, Lord, no rest for the wicked. But I can't really complain Because the Lord usually helps me with that task since He's allotted it to me. And He always gives us the tools to do the work He requires. So, Lord, I'm asking you right now to give me those tools. Let your Holy Spirit lead and guide me to write sensible stuff today that will not only serve to open the eyes and hearts of our readers, but even more importantly, to give praise. And glory to your holy name. Amen. And the first quote goes off with a bang. The big lesson in life, baby, is never to be scared of anyone or anything. Now, that's wonderful advice, but not so easy to put into action. Since nowadays, fear is all around us. We have fear of diseases, fear of fraudulent operators. Fear of economic failure, fear of natural disasters, fear of government actions, fear of church brethren, and all of that leads to fear of life itself. Yes, friends, everywhere we turn these days, fear seems to be staring us straight in the eye. But fear can be overcome through faith in Christ Jesus. Yes, that's a guaranteed fact. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, we'll always feel fear, but with Jesus in our corner, it won't get us down or cripple us like it's doing so many people today. And one of Jesus' favorite statements was, fear not. And I guess it's only right to quote two of his most famous sayings on this subject. Listen to this first one uh, that comes from John 14, 27, and we all know it. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Yes, friends, when we have true peace, fear cannot invade our souls or bodies, and the true source of real peace is Christ himself. No one or nothing else can give you the kind of uplifting spiritual peace that he offers that's the peace that conquers fear. now listening to him again uh, where he says these things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace in the world ye shall have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world and we know that comes from John 1633 there you have it friends With Jesus and his Holy Spirit in your life, you have the peace of God living right there within you. So there's no need to fear anything because your Lord and Savior has already overcome the evil world and all its tricks and trade. But you know what? For good measure here, yes, here's one more script here that, as we said yesterday, ought to be continually in our minds. There are these famous words of Paul to Timothy. For God had not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound or disciplined mind. And we all know that comes from 2 Timothy 1.7. Army people, the only way to numb fear is by having Jesus Christ in our lives and then sincerely accepting what he tells us. But that doesn't come easily or overnight, which leads us to this next quote that says the unexamined life is not worth living. Now, that's gospel truth right there, my brethren. We simply cannot live a life without examining it to see what kind of life we are living. And I guess the best way to begin doing that is by following Brother David's example. In Psalm 139, where he pleads, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting, my people. How refreshing and renewing is self-examination. Especially when we do it with God's help. It shows up the things we need to drop and the places we need to improve. But we need to take it seriously and do what the Lord shows us or what we know needs to be done. And it also helps when we go to the Lord with sincere sentiments like Brother David does in Psalm 51, where he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right or steadfast spirit within me. And that comes from Psalm fifty-one, ten. And you know what? The Lord will never turn us away with those kinds of sincere sentiments in our hearts. That brings us to this next quote, which advises, "Turn around, or sorry, turn your wounds into wisdom." And it does make sense to let our hurts teach us a wiser way to live. It's basically learning from our mistakes. And it's exactly what successful people do. For if you don't learn from your errors, you will continue making the same mistakes and thus getting the same hurtful and wounding results. And how do do we do that? eh? I believe this advice from Cousin Saul in Proverbs makes a good start. He says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct or make straight thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear or reverence the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel or body, and marrow or strength to thy bones. And we know that comes from Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 8. And you know what, friends? If you must choose one passage of Scripture to remember, one that encompasses all you need to know, that's it right there. Once you have the basic knowledge of Scripture in your hearts and souls, that's all you need, really need to live by. And that segues very nicely into our next quote, which offers great advice. Don't settle for what life gives you, make life better and build something. I'm a brethren with Jesus in our lives. That's exactly what he expects of us. When life gives us lemons, he expects us to take them and make lemonade. Yes, that means to improve on whatever we are given. Don't just sit there and accept life's hands, handouts without any thought of making them better. Unfortunately though, That's just what many of us do. Life hands us misfortunes, and instead of trying to build something better on them, we simply accept them and do the proverbial thing. That's lie down and die. But when you are a follower of Jesus, that's not acceptable. He expects us to be always improving, always learning, always persevering to become more like him. Just look at the hand that he was dealt when he came to Utna. One of persecution, rejection, and abnormal suffering. What I like to term, sufferation. Most of us would have gone crazy and run away. But he stood up, stood tall and faced it. Faced it all. Though, obviously, with the help of his heavenly father. And you know what? He turned the whole world upside down an upheaval from which it still hasn't recovered 2,000 years later and never will recover. And as the good book reminds us, he is the example we must all follow, where it says, looking unto Jesus, the author or originator and finisher or perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And that comes from Hebrews 12 too. So whatever life slings at us, we must let Jesus help us to take it and make it better. That brings us to our last quote which says, Sing like no one's listening. Love like you've never been hurt. Dance like nobody's watching. And live like it's heaven and earth. Uh, oh, friends, that's the abundant life, and it's just how God intended for us to live. But nowadays, in this fallen and sinful world, we can only live it if we have received Jesus as Lord and Savior and keep him first and foremost in our hearts, minds, bodies, and souls. That's the kind of life Jesus died for us to have. He said it very clearly. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And we know that comes from John 10, 10b. So the long and short of the story, friends, is that to do all those things our courts tell us, we must be true and strong followers of Christ Jesus. Anything less than that will not cut it. End of story. Much love. And the postscript for today says, living for Jesus, that's the only way to go. (laughs) And there's no dispute about that, if you have any sense at all. You know that living for Jesus is the only way to go. So please, let's get out there and just live for him now. Every day we beg us, plead with us to do that. But a lot of us still not doing it. So we got to keep on doing it and keep on pushing it in our heads. So please, again, let's get out there and live for Jesus today because it's the only wise option we have. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.